Welcome to episode 283 of the Overlook Hour. I am your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man sitting across from me. He is wearing a green shirt. It has a jack-o'-lantern on it. He goes by the name of Russell John the Fisherman. Hello, 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 hello. That's a callback to something yeah, that happened that before. That was a callback we to 15 <laughs> seconds before this intro started, where you said that and got no reaction and whatsoever. Killed, 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 killed. It was great. Speaking of great, Randy Michael Stapp is also here. That's me. <laughs> also known as the man who just took a nap and woke up 15 minutes before we hopped on this call. You taking midday naps now, dude? Uh, not during the week, but on a, on a weekend, if I could get, get one in, I'll, I'll get it in. Now, Russell, you are, you are anti-nap. I hate nap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now, anti-nap. Why, why do you hate nap? <laughs> because you take a nap, you're like, man, I'm tired. And you take a nap, and then you wake up, and you're like, I'm still fucking tired. And now I'm minus two hours in the day. That's now, the thing. You, you don't take a two-hour nap. You take like 30 to 45 at most. Nah. I've heard um, studies on it. You have to hit an hour. Otherwise, your brain doesn't get that real... Uh... I, don't, I don't know if that's true. I, oh, it's true. I'm siding with Randy on this one. I'm wearing a lab coat. Because if, <laughs> if you take a 40-minute nap, I feel good. If I take a two-hour nap, I'm wrecked for the day. Nah, that was, um, it was a really popular topic back in the... you know San Francisco was booming with all the tech people. Because they were opening up little like hotels that you could go to and take a nap. And they said you got to have a half hour to an hour. It's got to be there. But an hour was recommended. Otherwise, you're not actually getting any rest. Yeah, but, if I, but if I hit, uh, that is not true. Let me tell you a story. Again, I'm wearing a lab coat. That I heard from I'm my friend. I'm more believable than you. That I heard from my friend, Joseph Frogan. Now, Joseph oh, told me. hell no. That there was a, uh, you know these extreme marathon runners? Yeah. Well, there's one young lady. She would do it, and then she would lay down on the ground for one minute, go to sleep for a minute, yeah. and then wake up and she's resting. Well, I'll tell you that when we were at the Balboa, at one of the uh, witch festivals that our buddy Kai threw, a witch was in attendance, and she is very wise. And she said, if you're ever feeling uncalibrated or you don't fit in the world anymore, lay on the ground. That's why they call it getting grounded, because you need to ground. You need to be one with the earth again. So that's what that runner was doing. Yeah. Well, there's too many cars and rickshaws <laughs> and bicycles. I don't know why I led with rickshaws. We, we got a lot of ground to lay on out here. We do. And you know who doesn't lay on the ground? Oksana Valerianova Osachi. True. So <laughs> Google says that 10 to 20 minutes is a perfect... Oh, fuck span. Google. Yeah. Check yeah. Bing. There's Look at also- Bing. No, it takes too long to load on this stupid computer. <laughs> well, my computer uh, that has a musical virus currently and <laughs> will play uh, songs from musicals in the background. I don't know how to shut it off. Yeah, I'm why, not joking. Why is Lin-Manuel Miranda hacked know, sh- your computer? Should we check in with it? I don't, I, I don't know how I feel about plugging a virus that is currently destroying my computer. All right, so before you... you... There it is. Sorry, I, it did it on its own. So explain to our dear listeners what this uh, malware is doing to your computer. Um, it's advertising things or showing me clips it's, from them. It's, it's trailers. It's yeah. Here we go. You know what? It what? started right at the beginning of that when you turned on the sound. It's no, it's ending. It's over. Okay. Well, the it keeps timing going. of it was crazily uh, smooth. I oh, guess. 
And no. Nope. I've been chasing their boss forever. <laughs> All right. Okay, cut that. I don't know what it's doing. It's eating up a lot of my computer's memory, though. So if anybody knows how to defeat Web Helper, uh, go ahead and get in contact. The Overlook Theater at gmail.com. Um, now also, what, my now Bing is my default browser now. I don't know why that happened either. Now, also, you are um, soliciting help with this malware problem that you are currently having. <laughs> you have also raised this inquiry to over to one of your dear friends who is also the engineer of this said program. <laughs> and his response was, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> I mean, that's some cybersecurity shit. That's not even like in my realm. Dude. It's all connected, dude. It's the next, it's the, it's the neighborhood over. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's not my expertise though. My expertise was to uninstall the program if you could, but you can't, so. I, That's I all mean, I got. I, I, I did go on Reddit where all the smartest and brightest people are. And that, I didn't mean that as a joke. And they said, um, it's something to do with Steam. I don't play video games, but I do have that on there. So I uninstalled it. It's still playing music. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Nerds, yeah. dude. It's been a good week. <laughs> Actually, it has. We have put up a lot of Halloween decorations. Clark, you're home. Have you been enjoying them? No, I fucking, I don't care. As long as that stupid Hellraiser thing doesn't pop oh, up. Oh, it's going to come up. I'm going to put it right outside your door. <laughs> he got mad. No, last year. Put it on our door. Re- remember that little cardboard cutout where it's like a miniature zombie girl and she's eating oh. a rat? I, before we moved here, she was like behind me and I was talking to someone on Skype and they're like, <laughs> they got freaked. I'm like, is there someone behind you? Is that a child? <laughs> I believe that was our uh, talented artist friend in Germany, Ilan, who yeah. uh, was like, I'm sorry, you got to stop. I think there's somebody behind you. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, Clark yelled at me for putting that in the hallway. Do you remember that? You kept taking it down. It's so stupid. He, he yelled at me for putting that skeleton that is over the fireplace right now outside because he swung the gate open and it hit that guy's head and he started, started playing happy halloween oh it's horrifying i love that thing happy halloween <laughs> oh that was kind of david lynch but who <laughs> should be coming back later but i just Fuck i don't that, dude i don't understand decorations why, why our house has to turn into spooky town for three months wait are you gonna be gone on halloween i have no idea what it's on a sunday oh you're gonna be flying on halloween probably Wow. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. I'll give you a skeleton to hang around your neck so you can bring it with you in the air. What? I have a hazmat suit costume you could wear if you want. Oh, they'll love that. <laughs> the TSA will get a kick out of you showing up in a hazmat suit. Oh, yeah. Suit. I'll fit in your hazmat suit. <laughs> I mean, it was big on me. Yeah. It, it, it Still was not a, comforting. It was a China one size fits all. It's for someone who's like nine feet tall. Yeah. It, it. It, it looks insane. Well, then it may be evened out. There you go. Yeah, we'll send you off in a hazmat suit, though. That was the weird thing. Is like when I was a kid, well, I said kid, I don't, teenager, I would, uh, I could fit into things that my six foot four cousin could fit into, but because it would just be his compaction thing. Because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, short and stout and he's tall and thin. Yeah. So I was like, I could wear his coveralls. And I was like, this is weird. Did you? Yeah. That is weird. <laughs> I don't know. It, for, hunt, for hunting. That? For hunting. Oh, okay. Camouflage. Getting... Camouflage cover. Now it's all coming together. Yeah. <laughs> and I would also I would also ski in those. All right. Well, you're not you're not looking forward to Halloween at all. I don't care. I'm excited. Y'all at least watched um, horror movies this week. 
so we could uh, get into our October coverage. But hell yeah. yeah. Wait, you have Randy did too. Yeah, I'm excited. Honestly, it's been too busy, man. I, uh, I'm not going to talk about it later, but I've been watching Squid Game and uh, Hack. It's one of those things where it's like everybody reaches out, like people who don't even um, like, I don't know, horror. And they're just like, hey, man, have you watched it? I'm like, no, it's called Squid Game. And then my sister reached out and she was like, no, it's really good. I'm like, yeah, but you like anime. Is it going to translate? I watched it. Great storytelling. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I don't know if I'd call it horror, though. Uh, why? I don't know. What would you the call it? The tone isn't really there. I mean, maybe. It's definitely like genre. Wait, I, is there a constant yeah. tone in horror? Yeah, I don't know. The definition of yeah. horror, I go back and forth on it. I used to be really into like, if there isn't a monster, but I, I think that's stupid. People are monsters, dude. I know. And then you get that weak ass argument. It's like, dude, we are the monster. Yeah. I just don't feel like it's a constructive conversation <laughs> in any way. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I, I like it. So if you're on the fence, which you're probably not, because I think it's the number one show in 70 countries right now. Jeez. Yeah, I think uh, South Korea, they're going to become the number one pop culture uh, country of the world. I think they're going to beat us. Like, I don't think they're there yet, but like. You know, their music and their now their TV show. Uh, I don't know, man. They're going to be number one. K-pop. Yeah. You fan? Is there a K-pop element in Squid Game? Uh, I don't know. It's very, like, hyper Hollywood. Like, you know how um, America used to be where it's like, oh, we're decadent and crazy. And then, like, it kind of became Japan. But Japan was just echoing us. I feel like... Uh, South Korea kind of has their own culture and their own take on that, but yet still hit that like quota. They just do it better. I think we're all caught up in like a bunch of PC shit and everybody's too scared to make art. And Squid Game is violent. It's not gory. It's it's very violent. Now, Randy, you've seen Squid Game. How many stars? Um, I don't know. Three and a half. There you go. It's too long. I'll tell like an hour long episode of a TV show and nine episodes. It's like nine hours. Nine? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, or there's nine only, or eight. There's only seven in Midnight Mass. Yeah, but I'm like, dude, or I, eight. Was there seven or eight, Randy? I think it was seven. Uh, yeah, I think it was seven. Again, I can only think of that as seven hours of a thing. Well, it would have to be seven. I, the reason why it's seven is because seven is a, uh, it's very lucky a lot number. Of religious overtones and seven is a holy number. So Good name too, and every every um, episode is a uh, chapter in the Bible. Oh, okay. No wonder you love it. It's great. We'll get into that later, though. <laughs> also, uh, Seven is a good name, and I have been watching a lot of Seinfeld now that it's on Netflix. Yeah, and um, well, Randy's got all the DVDs at his place. <laughs> Hell yeah! So yeah. No need. That's a black hole, though. You start one episode. I think I, I started the uh, the sad clown one, and I've just. I can't get out of it now. I'm trapped. Can I tell you right now? If I could still get that refrigerator collection, I would. I would. I mean, we looked it up on the show before. You can. I've wanted that thing forever. I know. It's a cool, like, yeah. I don't know. Think piece. It's real art. Pop media. What's that running for now? I don't know. 300. I think last time we looked, it was a lot. But I don't Probably know. Probably cheaper inter- now that it's on Netflix. That's what I'm thinking. You, so you think the market took a hit? It's available now, so people are dumping their fridge. Well, no, no, just because. Yeah, you won't need a uh, a physical copy of it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and even if I owned it, it's not like I'm pulling the disc out. 
I'm just going to Netflix now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And then the power outage hit or like, God, but the internet went out, what, two weeks ago? And it, it changes reality now. Whoop, there goes gravity. Yeah. I mean, I, again, not electricity, just the internet. And it's like, whoa, if that's, if you don't have a Blu-ray collection or something, you, there goes your film. It's gone. So I don't know. I'm very proud. I would love to have that fridge. Although, again, with TV shows, I wouldn't throw it on. Yeah. All right. You ready to start it officially? All right. Let's do it. All right. Well, again, last week, I don't know. We, we didn't fire him. and I haven't been able to get a hold of him. But uh, David Lynch, you know, he's everybody's favorite thing. He's a great director. But we had uh, Kanye come in and do a two-sentence horror story. So this week, uh, we're going to continue the tradition with a... Uh, with another guest. So uh, let's get into it. The family I'm staying with never cleans the litter box. So I guess they'll never find where I buried the cat. <laughs> Why has this segment gotten worse since I left? Where have you been? I, you tell me. Where did you come from? I have no memory of what's happened for the last six months. Wow, we must be completely broke. What I we went into my eternal drain state the last time that you closed the door on me, and then now I have suddenly been reawoken. All right, well, for, for new listeners, this is Creepy Clark. He, uh, he's what I've referred to before as a hot ghoulie that's been living in a, uh, a door in the closet in the podcast room, but the door's covered up. How the hell did you get out of there? I crawled out of there like a squid. <laughs> It's my game. Okay, okay. So what, are you back now? We're not paying you. No, you know where I've been for the past couple weeks? Months, I think. It's been a while. Yeah, you know where I was? Midnight Mass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, well, oh, okay. <laughs> He's going back down in there. I was he listening to the show that. before he came out? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's been doing. Honestly, I thought he went with you to Atlanta and you two had eloped. Oh, scandalous. <laughs> I mean, you know, new people go back. They were flirting. Towards the end, they were flirting. Did, they, a little they bit. A little bit of the thing. They did. Do we actually have a cameo guest? Producer. We don't. Okay, okay. okay. Now the, way, the did, pieces are coming together. Did you look up the Seinfeld box set? I did. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, back Wait, y'all are gonna brush over creepy being black for the fucking fridge. Okay. Now how how much is this? Well, we gotta box? close that out I since know. her timing is okay. horrendous. All right, yeah. Where are we at with the DVDs of Seinfeld? It's going for $89.99 oh, on eBay. The market is down. Buy low. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. <laughs> Condition unspecified. Oh. All right. Well, all right. I guess it's really October now. Also that. I'm, I, whatever. Um, are you ready? Sure. You ready to kick off the holiday festivities <laughs> with your uh, spooky new segment that everybody loves? Yeah. 
Oh, also, uh, shout out to the cellar dwellers who actually watched uh, the movie you covered last week. They watched that shit. Yeah, we tweeted it out again. I know y'all don't believe me. Actually, you know what? I, let me let me take a moment. We're on Twitter. The reason we're on Twitter is because we can share a lot. We can I can straight up put a YouTube video on there. I know. I know what you're thinking. If you're listening to this show, you're probably an introvert. You're probably weird. You don't have a ton of friends. We're your friends. We love you. I don't like Twitter either. I think uh, people just fight on there all day. And that, that's really how you get um, coverage. It's how you get people following you. We don't care about that. Just follow the Overlook Hour. Just search that. You'll find us. And then check in periodically. And uh, there's links to videos and stuff up there. You don't have to comment. You probably should, though, because we're drowning here. We got bills up the yin-yang. We just have a, a roommate move back in. We, we got to cover stuff. We got to keep the lights on. Also, the reaction he gave was, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> Which is totally fair. All right. All right. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing that was Christian, right? That jumped in there from Cellar Dwellers? I, it was on, on their account. So I don't I'm know. Sure. Again, uh, not a Bloody Mary movie, but hopefully this week it is. Here you go. My favorite part's the water. It, do, it just sounds like they're in a school shower with like <laughs> a bunch of showers running. You know, like the shower in, um, I know. Carrie? Yeah, and Carrie. That's what I was thinking. Or yeah. Carrie, yeah. You just see <laughs> public showers with lots yeah. of blood and two very little children. And teenage Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a show about the former president? No, it's about Australian teenagers. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll be quiet. I'm, pro I'm sorry. Okay, so this time we have um, an actual Bloody Mary movie. It's called... I'll be damned. <laughs> Ghost Killers vs. Bloody Mary. <laughs> the rapper? <laughs> it's a Portuguese film from 2018, but oh, Portuguese. it is available on Shudder as, uh, as of 2020. I picked it because... in the. I'm always drawn to descriptions that start with four YouTubers because that I, I always hope it's a POV or a found footage movie. Um, in this case, it's hybrid. It's mostly not from the point of view of the camera, but um, it does have some shots and it has a lot of like security camera footage. Let's see. So. What are you doing over there? Shuffling notes? I wrote like five notes and I'm already like, um, YouTube keeper. IMDb keeps asking what I want to rate movies. So, so that's why I picked it. Um, the summoning ritual. <laughs> Freezing. <laughs> it's fine. Just reset it. We can cut it a little bit. You know, like when you're in a segment, you're in the segment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a great talker. Which is why this was a wonderful idea. <laughs> no, it's Continue. good. Okay, so the summoning ritual is uh, you knock three times, you flush three times, and say her real name three times. Wait, you flush? Yeah. The commode? Mm-hmm. I don't like this water waste at all. Bullshit. I thought Me you neither. were totally into that. No. Okay. No, no. Not unless there's, you know, solids. No, you got to flush three times on your toilet just to get water in it. Because there's nothing. <laughs> it's a terrible toilet. Because <laughs> you abuse it. You better be Hello. taking three shits if you're flushing three times. Okay, Randy. <laughs> you're in Atlanta now. This is California politics. It's flush, okay? it's flush a shit, dude. Flush a shit. 
<laughs> so this is a horror comedy. Um, I think it's one of the. It's um, it's really quick and punchy. Uh, it has a lot of references to other horror movies, and I found out from looking into it that the YouTube show that they're filming in the movie is now a YouTube show on YouTube for real. Oh, it's real? Is it the same actors, too? It's the same actors. It's uh, in Portuguese as well, translates to Exterminators from Beyond. Yeah, I am... I am not a comedy horror fan. And when she was talking about watching this, uh, one, it looks like, uh, what was that movie I was just telling you I never watched? Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Tucker and Dale. And I was like, oh, it looks a lot like that. And I never really jumped into Tucker and Dale because comedy horror. But you were saying it was great. And I'm like, it's foreign. So I don't know. Randy always watches a movie as long as it's not made here. And then you look at the runtime. It's an hour and 45 minutes. Uh but I watched it, and I'll tell you, I fucking liked it a lot. Again, now I'm a fan of comedy. Good jokes, good setups, good callbacks. Again, I, I want to mention briefly, too, because I can hear him yelling at his uh, recording, or where, however he listens to the podcast. Robbie, a uh, former guest from a couple weeks ago, Robbie Smith, did not like this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gave it two stars. Said it was too gooey. He said I was looking for something silly, but the characters were unlikable. Um, there's a lot of bad jokes and gooey body horror well he didn't say body horror but there's a lot of goo there is a lot of gore robbie you know like goo again uh robbie i love you but what the hell are you talking about there's a ton of gore and the characters are they're unlikable and we know from doing found footage all the time they're vloggers yeah but fucking know, hate robbie's him. a serious filmmaker he's not a silly boy nah robbie come on we gotta fight about this they have like a knockoff ghostbusters um <laughs> patch on their uniforms which I, I was looking for um, it. The revamped one is on the, the IMDb for the show. Oh, boo. They have a, yeah, it's a triangle, which they get into how that's a yield sign and mm. it changes the whole like application of the ghost thing. But also, the ghost is very skinny. And they're like, dude, your ghost looks like he's drunk. And he's like, yeah, I know. That's why it's great. But they're called the Ghoul Busters. I don't know. I really like it. And, uh, I mean, I fucking hate comedies, <laughs> especially yeah, horror comedies. It's weird. I guess my favorite genre on the website used to be horror comedies for whatever reason. Um, All right. Well, how's Bloody Mary in this movie? How how would you break that down? She's a uh, spooky girl. She's like 11 or something. <laughs> a child? <laughs> She's a child, yeah. So children are summoning other children. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, well, pretty much, yeah. Why not? We're doing segments on the Bloody Mary movies. (laughs) It's fine. Well, here's the problem. We went from one that wasn't even a Bloody Mary movie to one that's actually, like, good. And, I mean, again, shout-outs to Shudder for booking it, because clearly they curate... Oh, this is on Shudder? It's on Shudder now. Yeah, it's good. Again, hour 45 is a little bit long. That's long for comedy horror, man. Yeah. Portuguese. I I I think the pace was really... It kept up. I can't find the logo. Like, uh, it didn't feel too long, but on paper, yeah, that is a really long runtime. Especially know. if you're not the type that likes reading subtitles. All right. Well, what do you think you're going to do next week? I want to find 360 Bloody Mary. Okay. Well, I mean, is it hard to find? Um, I haven't looked into it. Okay. Before. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next she's spinning week. around. Well, you know what? The Legend of Bloody Mary should be in the mail, so that one is available. Oh, you bought a movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, oh boy. Well, we're we've done one Bloody Mary in two segments, and you got eighteen more to go. So we got two more left in this month. 
What are we looking at? Nine and nine? Yeah. All right. <laughs> a minute on each one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here, let's let's go ahead and play the music as an outro. Y'all don't like my stinger. I love that damn stinger. I don't know. If 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 it takes me summoning Bloody Mary to end this, <laughs> then I'll gladly do it. All right. Well, since you're you're really feeling the uh the segments today, you'll be happy to know that everybody's favorite segment is back. Second favorite now to Bloody Mary. Jim Randy? It's the one where we uh employ a former guest to do all the hard work and research that uh we're just not willing to do. And um, Thomas Burke is back with his new deep cut. And uh, spoiler alert, it's a fucking zombie movie. It's a TBR report. I'm back. <laughs> he slipped through the cracks. He you're, doing, you're doing creepy Clark impersonations? No, that was, that was creepy. He slipped in and right, slipped I'm back sorry, out. I ruined, I ruined kayfabe there. That's right. Uh, so here we go. Uh, Thomas Burke is back again, Thomas. He gets very mad at me whenever I skip this segment. And last week I, I had to. There's so much crap going on. Well, you got some you got some flack from uh, Tommy because oh, he gets very TV. angry. He doesn't sleep a lot. Tommy. He's up all night, 72 hours in a row. He's cutting trailers for POV horror. He's digging. He's <laughs> searching in alternate languages. He's looking it up in uh, kanji, trying to find found footage films. How many? How many like monitors does he have at his? He has disposal? to have at least five, and I'm sure he's not only like left, right, like like around him, but like yeah. up. I'm thinking two high, three wide. Brings that too many monitors. Indeed, <laughs> you need you need two tops. Nah, when you're doing uh, when you're a found so three footage, screens. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Two screens, one adventurer. It's Thomas Burke. Let's do it. No, I'm not doing it again. Uh, this week, he brought to me a film called The Gerber Syndrome. And he wrote a... Uh, what was this for babies? Dude, I couldn't get over it either. I'm like, Gerber? Like the fucking baby food? Yeah, but The Gerber Syndrome. Uh, and Thomas writes, I resonated with your response last week, two weeks ago, that uh, you're typically not an advocate for zombie horror genre but still found Dead and Night's execution to be worthwhile in recommending. Um, I'm going to jump in here. Two weeks ago, I covered that screen life film that's only available on Snapchat and a zombie thing, but it kind of covered, you know, like an outbreak through social media, which I thought was fucking fantastic. All right, uh, back, to, back to Thomas. So this week, I wanted to suggest another zombie horror flick that I think has gone under a few people's radars. It's an Italian horror mockumentary called The Gerber Syndrome. Uh, a new and very dangerous virus is spreading all over Europe. Uh, the storyline is the Gerber syndrome is a contagious viral disease that was discovered in Germany in 2008 and is now spreading all over the world. It is extremely contagious, fast spreading and deadly. The syndrome is very difficult to spot because like a, it, the symptoms basically mimic the flu. Um, uh, the virus affects the brain cells, causing damage to the central nervous system. A TV crew is making a documentary about the disease and the way that society is coping with it. Uh, then we get into the characters. I'm not going to spend that much time getting in there. Um, he says, the, the film almost reminds me of a mixture of The Bay and Savage Land, which I thought were both great mockumentaries. So if you intend to enjoy these type of found footage mysteries, be sure to give Gerber Syndrome a try. Now, uh, Thomas, you're a sadist. Also, he says, all the best. Thomas Burke, found footage adventurer, not an Esquire. 
the thing Thomas didn't mention in here is that the film is like unavailable. If you're in America, you can't find this thing. If you've got a um uh what do they call the like web security thing that I should probably have? VPN. So, have- <laughs> so uh, can I get to the punchline first? You know the the defense that I should have against the musical malware that now uh, infects my computer. Which if uh, you don't believe me, let's check back in with her right now. Oh, uh, you know what? You read my mind. All right. Yep. Yeah, we got some industrial uh, music playing. It's nice. like Rammstein. Oh. All right. VPN, we need you. Sponsor us. Um, the thing he didn't mention yet, you can't find this movie anywhere. It's not available. Uh, we're going to try and fix that. So fans of the TBR report, if you, if you like what I'm about to say, you got you to gotta share it. We're going to pressure people into picking up this film. Now, the reason you want to watch a mockumentary that's foreign and about zombies, which I, you might be rolling your eyes at all three of those things. This film was made in 2011, so we're talking a decade ago. And what's a trip about it is it's not a typical zombie film in any regard. Now, you're probably rolling your eyes at that right now, too. Every fucking time there's a zombie movie that somebody's like found and they're about to out and be like, oh, zombies are back. I'm not saying that. I, I actually was kind of conflicted with even presenting the Gerber syndrome as a zombie film, as it's really only vaguely visual uh in relation in any way um the gerber syndrome opens as a kind of like cdc graph uh warning like we're using a bunch of charts and graphs and we're just going over what this virus is doing and we have a lot of doctors talking about how once you get it uh you you might be okay but really it's more of a medical admin abnormality that uh you survive through it and if you do the symptoms are so terrible that they don't even um they don't even lie to patients and they, they're like you're probably gonna die and the way that the government has been dealing with it is they opened up a new branch of uh security called the cs team and what they do is they basically patrol neighborhoods and try to find people who have been infected now it's fucking crazy how much this mirrors covid and our response to it now um in zombie films it you know the the reason i think a lot of people romanticize zombies is they seem really easy to deal with and um once you die you become one so it's kind of like if you fail in life or if you're no good or if you betray people or if you're not um forward thinking you you die you get bit and then uh, that was your fault in this film it's not even really clear how it's transmitted it's not via air but we have like candid interviews with people like uh like we're in a church at one point and the father there is saying it's viral and he's saying it's the new hiv and we we should have learned from promiscuous sex but that's where we're at then we have um doctors who are talking about how it's um uh it can be um what do they call it what's the thing that we found out covid isn't uh Table transmissible. What the fuck is the thing? Real. <laughs> Real. Yeah. <laughs> Randy. No, no. You know, when you can get like a disease from surface. like, yeah, it, it's not transmitted on uh, surfaces. And um, the, uh, what are you smoking? Are you smoking weed in the podcast room now? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to out you. I'm, <laughs> I'm just a, shocked. See Randy. You blew that douchey vape out and I was overwhelmed. Because I got no more cigarette. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Anyway, this it mirrors completely. The thing that I I think is great 
is we we changed the application of a zombie because when you're infected, it takes a long time. And like Thomas mentioned, it, early onset, it, it looks like the flu. So you don't know. So people start getting a little paranoid. They're like, do I have it? I don't know. Uh, rich people start calling their doctor friends for house visits, which yeah. is one of the... Uh, we, we follow three characters in this film. Uh, without getting too into it, one of them's a security guard that's hired by the government for the new branch. Another one is a doctor, and another one is a family who had the privilege of knowing a private doctor and has opted to not have government help because the government just is disappearing people, and people never hear back from them again. Um, dude, it's fucking crazy. I don't know. I, I was like, I had goosebumps the whole time as a uh, film programmer. To show this movie right now would be so powerful. And to think that a movie that clearly had a better idea of how a large society would deal with an outbreak like this, and it just it got overlooked. And I'm sure, you know, back then, pre-2019, you're just like, oh, I get it. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Yeah. But post it now, like, dude, it it's so true. Um, a couple moments that I, I just want to point out before I close this up. Uh, the security guard is kind of a nobody. He's like, yeah, I, I got this job. It's kind of cops. We're in a car driving with him around and he's in a poor part of town where there's a lot of, uh, ladies of the night looking to make, uh, some money, even in a turbulent time where there's, uh, not a pandemic, but a virus that people are, you know, that we don't know how to deal with. So you get this interesting imagery of people in the shadows kind of walking around and he's like, it's hard to tell who's got it, but I got to be out here. I got to be looking. And they're like, well, how did you get this job? Did you have to do training? He's like, oh, I answered an ad in the newspaper. And he's like, you know, my parents, like they, I've kind of been like, I don't know, I like to snowboard and, but I'm here now. And, you know, I took a little bit of a self-defense courses. So they like that. And he pulls up to a building and he gets out. Now, if you're a D&D fan, you'll get a trip out of this because the motherfucker is armed, not with a gun or a taser or a bat. He's got what I would call a man catcher. Are you familiar with that, Clark? A man. Um, I'm a man catcher. Oh, dude, you're a. I got nothing. It's uh, so man catcher is basically like a long pole that has like yeah, it is. It, it has a little loop at the end, right? And uh, back with spikes in it. Well, in D and D, it does. In uh, and on the other hand, you'd have like a trigger mechanism, kind of like a gun would have. Yeah. You pull it, and it opens up the loop, and you're supposed to latch it onto people's neck. And what it does is it, you can control them from a distance, so they can't get to you. So motherfuckers getting into like scuffles with people and, you know, he's got to confirm that they're like gone. Now, again, the zombies in here don't go like brains. They're not trying to eat you, but they do attack you and they become incredibly aggressive. But it's still like they're not Resident Evil. They're not. They're kind of shambling. Honestly, they look more. Uh, Oksana pointed out a group of these people. Actually, it, it kind of harks back to like TD cut follies, like they're they're mental health patients who are just not here anymore. They're not present. They're kind there's, of shambling and bloody. There's a shot in the movie that looks like straight up out of that. Yeah, we get a little bit of uh, privileged footage in the government building where they're taking the people, and it looks like TD Cut Follies. What does Wiseman think of that? I don't know, but honestly, I if you're um, a documentary filmmaker or you like that kind of um, just film, that application of narrative, check this one out. I'm Again, I know it's not available, but that's why we got to share this. We got to get this thing out here. Um, another great moment in this, uh, the security drivers driving through a riot, people are protesting. It's like, wow, that feels, uh, on the nose. Another, um, 
something that I've been thinking about. I've been thinking we should make a movie about a group that pops up and their whole thing is you pay them on the DL and they'll remove the homeless problem for your business. Or, you know, maybe your girlfriend got attacked by like a uh, strung out dude uh, while walking to work, which is something I worry about every day with Oksana. I carry mace. Yeah, but God, it's it's. It is scary. She carries mace and a Russian disposition. I know. And she's (laughs) getting angry. She might have the Gerber syndrome. But, you know, I I do think about that. And I'm like, you know, the black market, it's supply and demand, even if it's illegal. In this film, we've got three dudes who I can only describe as homie figures. Remember those little uh, gumball toys? Indeed, I do. And they're standing there and they're talking to him like, so what are you guys doing? They're like, we're protection. And like, what does that mean? The government has protection. And they're like, no, no, no. They do a shit job. We clean up what they leave behind. And they're like, what does that mean? Now, here's, here's the one thing that this movie couldn't predict. It's social media. There's like no presence of social media. Except for this moment. We get a YouTube video of these three dudes finding an infected guy, beating the shit out of him, and lighting him on fire. Uh, not CG fire either. It, Dude, this movie is fucking... It's a fucking zombie movie. I can't believe I'm pumped about it. But uh, Thomas, I'm sorry I put this off for a week. It's not only good Halloween, it's scary in a poignant way. Um, again, if you listen to the show, share it. Like, wh- like where, where are all the distribution companies here? This movie is solid. It's good. And I know sometimes on here we talk about films that we really like that are found footage that are very amateur. And it's like you can make an argument that it leads to it. But like you're not going to get an off-the-street audience like completely invested. This one? You're going to make people feel uncomfortable. So I'm looking at you, uh, Gravitas, Shudder, Uncorked. Uh, what what else you, we got? Don't you talk to Gravitas. A POV horror, <laughs> art exploitation. They're beneath us. What else we got? Uh, Breaking Glass, Glass Eye. Where are you at? Pick up this movie. Cauldron. Uh, Cauldron, Trauma. Or, uh, full Moon. F- full, yeah, Full Moon. <laughs> Kino. Vinegar Syndrome. Are you naming every Severin? distribution company? Arrow. It looks like he took notes, too. Shout Factory, <laughs> Scream Factory. Randy, you can end this whenever you. Criterion, want. dude. Uh, RLJE, right. Anchor Bay. For any questions, queries, Raven Banner. Comments, please direct those at dude, podcast at Overlook Theater. Unearth, <laughs> Magnet, Neon, dude. They're they're getting edgy stuff out there. Blue Underground, Code Red. Come on, I know you guys love foreign film, and you would put out a good release too. Stinky Tuna. Stinky Tuna, also, who will not take our membership. I'm done with Stinky You know what? No, not Stinky Tuna. Ex- Exploitation.tv. I'm done TV. with this segment. What about Putrid Productions? They're a new one I just found. They do like... Uh, Putrid Productions? Putrid Productions. No, not a shout out. I'm just, uh, you know, I just want to let you all know I know I more. I think that Cauldron uh, slipcover release would be amazing. Oh, it'd be amazing. Because... Dungeon Entertainment? What about Pig Newton? Honestly, That's you Louis know, CK's production company. Now, I want a battle royale. I want all those companies to fight for this movie. It's worth it. Also, I don't trust any of them. They're a the fucking man. We're g- I got to try and get this on off. So I'm going to keep that on the deal. It's between us and the audience, okay? I have a quick question. For, all right, close it out. We'll close it out. A five. Uh, if anybody knows who worked on this movie, I don't have a contact. So <laughs> also, uh, I don't know how Thomas got this film. But that's why he's the found. He probably pulled it out of a uh, what do they call it? Rigor mortis hand. There's probably a dead body on the street yeah. that had. It was clutching this VHS. He tape. found it in an Italian trash can. Exactly, or at Goodwill, <laughs> the most terrifying place to buy a blank tape. It's a garbage. 
There we go. This concludes the Discord this concludes the tbr report did you write down like 30 fucking distribution companies i didn't count them (laughs) this is this is why this is all right we're going behind the curtain here for all of you this is why we have to wait an hour and a half at past the time of our schedule so russell can write down 30 fucking distribution you know what all the tweets like we're trending on twitter right now people are just like that bit fucking ruled (laughs) <laughs> no man i only do it for you you all cringe whenever i do this stuff and it makes me happy i know i'm gonna hey you know it's a give and a take you blow vape weed in my face and i give you a uh, 40 distribution companies i, I have never blown smoke in you didn't face. Blow. it kind of wafted over it wafts over and much like the uh vape culture it's weak and very fragile and it just kind of went away really Confirm. really quick do you know how much i hate myself for doing that i hate it so much <laughs> Well, uh, we love you, and that's the power of the family. You can do no wrong in my eyes, except when you have the white trash uh, front yard and you leave dishes everywhere and there's crumbs all over the floor and you wear glasses in here and I can't look you in the eye and <laughs> you have headphones on and people are ringing the doorbell and you don't answer the door. You know, that keep going. Uh, it What happened with Oksana's parents, but... Oh, re- when? <laughs> Yesterday morning. I didn't hear it either. We were upstairs. No, nobody heard. And then she was kind of like, okay, cool. <laughs> I thought oh, they were gonna yeah. call me. When they- it doesn't matter. Again, I'm just saying I love you despite everything. Yeah, it's very strong head headphones in. Yeah, of course, because you're like schizophrenic. You watch, you walk around with headphones on all the time, and I you can't know- do that. I'm always afraid someone's gonna sneak up on me. Like I do you <laughs> constantly without meaning to. I know. They're like keeps me on my toes. <laughs> all right, Randy. Yes, sir. Talk. I will talk now about a foreign film that did get distribution. It's a a film that our friend Robbie Smith talked about when he was here a couple weeks ago. We already covered that. The Bloody Mary movie? Yeah. I'm going to talk about that one (laughs) again, just to drive that into the ground. Uh, No, I did see a movie called Knocking, uh, directed by Frida Kempf. This is a Swedish film. Clark, you might might be into it based Mm. off of the runtime, which is... 78 minutes. Oh, I love it. I love the Swedes. Two for two. You get in, you get out. It's good. It's a, uh, uh, yeah. So basically, this um, movie starts out with uh, the main character whose name is Molly. Um, she is just getting out of a psych ward uh, after a nervous breakdown. Um, and then she gets a apartment, which is like, this is kind of creepy, like very grimy looking apartment. And like the first night that she's there, she starts hearing knocking coming from the roof above her. Um, so she goes and like, you know, talks to her upstairs neighbor and like tries to figure out what's going on. They're like, no, it's not me. It's nothing. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and then yes, things start to get gradually like weirder. It keeps happening. There's like, a ring of blood that she can see like in the ceiling. That's normal. Um, yeah. So she thinks something's going on, but we're not, we're not hundred percent sure if maybe she, it's just having like a, uh, another psychotic, you know, episode or something. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's actually pretty creepy. There's a lot of really good cinematography in it. I know when we talked to Robbie, we talked about the director, how she had only done documentary before this. Uh, wouldn't have guessed. I mean, she, this movie is very stylized. It's really, uh, 
pretty tense and creepy. Um, she does a lot of like really cool, uh, sort of like tracking shots and stuff with the camera. So, um, there's like a lot of shots where you could tell the camera is kind of like attached to the main character's like body. So when she's moving, it's like, it has this really weird effect. It's kind of like the, uh, <laughs> I the hate shot that, that our listeners didn't get to see Randy's body movement during that. It's kind of like a, it has the effect of like Spike Lee's like double dolly shots kind of, oh, but it's God. like more frantic. It's the, like moving a lot. Double dolly, du- dude. Double dolly. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's really stylized. It's pretty creepy. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not like great, but it's like a solid, it's a solid three and definitely like want to see this director do more, uh, like <laughs> horror <laughs> genre stuff. Golly, you come in with the silver dagger every time, dude. <laughs> It's fine. It's a good movie. Three's good. Three is forgettable. Nah, man. We have different ratings. We've discussed this. We definitely do. I think Randy just should lose a star permanently. Like he should just be on a four star, but never change. So too. All right, Randy gave it three inches. That's not. You're not very excited about it. In other words. Yeah, because it's good. I would recommend seeing it if you can see it in the theater. I was also the only person in the theater that saw this movie. And you only got a three. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Wait, you were the only one there? Correct. Man, I haven't been the only one in the movie in so long. Oksana, uh, do we got that playing out here? We have it in anything? Okay. I tried yeah, looking I'm... up showtimes for the Bay Area, and I didn't see any, like, based on a, you know, right. quick two-minute what, Google search. What the fuck is that all about? You, you abandoned us, dude. Stop looking at our theaters. Yeah, you abandoned <laughs> your boy. I don't know, man. Plaza, Plaza's killing it. They got good stuff. Nah, implausible. What kind of concessions they got over there? They got dogs? Oh, are you thinking? <laughs> I don't know if they have hot dogs. I have oh, uh, what, what kind of theater <laughs> is this? They might. Bullshit. I haven't inquired or looked. I just got a... Oh, dude, listen to this. A popcorn. So, a couple weeks ago... I went yeah, Randy, to, shut up. Clark's got something to say. <laughs> what were we talking about hot dogs? Okay. Two weeks ago, I went to the AMC in uh, Phoenix, and I was going to get a hot dog, because as I told you, AMC has the premier mm-hmm. um, hot dog program in the Cineplexus. In the United States. Again, that's AMC, our only sponsor. And I go and procure a hot dog. Five minutes later, after I paid for said hot dog, they said all their hot dogs are frozen. (laughs) (laughs) And would I like some pretzel bites? And I said, you can pretzel bite my butt. How angry were you? Very angry. I bet you had a because Karen I, moment. Because I was hungry. You're like, no, no, let me talk to your manager. No, and then the 16-year-old nurse said, uh, may I recommend our macaroni and cheese bites? I said, no, you may not. <laughs> <laughs> you may refund me my $6.50. Really? Which they did. You didn't eat? No, I ate oh, after. What the fuck is wrong with you? I had Chipotle don't, after. Look, don't take it out on them. I, You know, I worked with food. I waited tables, okay? Dude, I've worked in a kitchen. I get it. No, the kitchen and the table service. But they should have gave me a heads up. They don't know. Dog, I work, I work front of house, back of house, middle of house, outside of the house. These kids are, they went to school on Zoom, dude. They don't yeah. know anything. They don't know anything because they have actively chosen to live in Phoenix. <laughs> All right. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. All right, knocking. so three stars. Knock, knock, knocking on. So when, yeah, you say great, so when you say it's not great... But it's good. Talk uh-huh. about those two things, Randy. What what could have uh, made it from good to great? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. It just uh, it didn't. I don't know. I felt like Is there the could have been problems, acting, production. 
Yeah, it kind of felt like they could have, um, I don't know, fleshed it out a little bit, like maybe had a little more ideas in it. Like it almost does a rear window thing, but it doesn't like go that far. And it almost does like a Polanski, like apartment trilogy thing. Yeah, that's the first uh, yeah. impression I had. Yeah. Yeah. I but. actually, uh, a long time ago, I started writing a script called Footsteps. <laughs> And it was going to be a girl who was like kind of like, you know, 30s. And you've talked about footsteps. Yeah. She lived alone in an apartment. And, you know, there's no characters in the movie but her. And she kind of like builds a picture of people based on the noises she hears outside. And then I realized I think that's a real movie already. And I think Tobin Bell's in it. And it's like, hmm. oh, Tobin Bell's in it? Uh, is he the killer? And it's like, uh, I'm about to spoil a movie I don't know the title to, but he's the killer, guys. I don't know. Make your choice. And he, he comes over as like the mechanic or so. She's like, oh, my radiator's not working. And he's like, I'll help. And it's like, oh, you're the only other character in this movie? Yeah, I don't know. I was writing it. Hey, Randy, it sounds great. Now, also, I like how Clark was digging into you for uh, looking for more out of your review when uh, Clark's go-to is just go beat by beat and spoil the movie without actually talking about it. Yeah. No, I change it up. I either, <laughs> I either spend five minutes talking about absolutely nothing or I know. You fully know, spoil. Do you know how many complaints I got about you just ruining Wild Indian? Like uh, I, I had some positive feedback about my Wild oh, did Indian you, review. Who is this soul? Who's this? Sam! Who? Sam. Did you just make listener. this person up? Sam. Oh, listener Sam. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, screenplay writer and friend. He works on Uff with us. Sam, are you a fucking idiot? Don't <laughs> tell him this shit. <laughs> My God. Also, um, I don't know if Sam wants me to mention this, but he just wrote a script that's uh, kind of like Lovecraft meets Farm Life. Dude, it's fucking great. I actually, farm Life? Yeah, it's like a farm family uh it's like a farm family well i don't know i feel like i'm walking on a treacherous ground right now i'm walking on sunshine okay (laughs) yeah he's got like a little like midsomar kind of like meets uh midwest life and you know what um it was great uh white boys you know actually um uh if you have it on reddit i think i think you shared it on reddit go ahead and share it with me um sam send it to uh oxana we could throw that up on uh, Twitter. It's Midsummer's meet. It meets white boys. I, I'll tell you, I've been reading like a lot, and not just pamphlets. Like Clark lies to all of our lovely audience. No, like books. Like I'm getting smart. My head's so heavy because my brain is so big right now. And you have a tumor, and <laughs> and it's partially ego, even though I'm very humble. You and have, you uh, have malignant. Yeah, <laughs> you've got Gabriel. <laughs> no, I'm much more of a bad, benign kind of guy. Dude, if I'm, you had, if you. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Oh, Randy, could you imagine if Russell had uh, a malignant tumor in the back of his head like in the film and uh, Russell was doing parkour <laughs> everywhere backwards? Dude, that'd be tight. That'd be the best thing ever. I'd be, I'd join the You've UFC. got the hair for it. Oh, yeah. No, I got <laughs> it. Dude, should I be that for Halloween? You should be malignant. Dude. <laughs> Everywhere. I uh, uh the backwards man the backwards man no um also I don't want to skip over that but bad benign is a real thing also a better title than bad ben nine benign because that's a double punchline on a okay joke um yeah what was I talking about I have no idea I have no idea Oksana producer help what was where was I going with this I don't know I was building and it was gonna crush. And I was talking about so my big reading- oh the books yeah I actually put down I currently I'm reading four books right now. I put them all down to finish Ooh. that script. 
So uh, keep an eye out on the Twitter. If you're a real fan, you'll be on the Twitter. And that's it for my knocking review. <laughs> Randy, anything else? Give it three inches. Um, no, nothing else really. I have just been watching um, horror movies that I've never seen that everyone else has seen. So I finally watched Christine. Okay, Randy. And The Fog. No, no, don't tease me with movies I hope you love because I know you're going to hate them all. Would you have rated anything a four or higher? I rated Christina four. Oh, I love it. Christine. Whoa. Christine is a dark horse. I'm glad. Uh, great film. I love it. Never seen it. It's good. Random. There's so a bad happy. car. That's all you need to know. I like bad cars. Oh. Getting coffee. Excuse me? You've never watched Christine? I know. I watched the good Christine. Okay, shut up. First off, thank you. I thought you liked cars, dude. I do. Apparently they not. don't kill. All right, let's do this. We got to watch Car, The Car, and Christine. Okay. We'll do some... Dude, maybe and that rubber. could be the next barbecue. And Rubber. Is Rubber a car movie? It's a tire. Oh, it's not a condom? What? No. <laughs> I know No, what Killer is. Condom is Killer Condom. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll do a double yeah. Rubber. Well, double, double Protection rubber. Night. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. Well, I think I did see something that uh, Randy Michaelstadt also saw this week, as we have uh, talked about it a little bit. Um, I'm going to spend most of my time talking about the newest A24 film, Lamb. I didn't see Lamb. I, and I, I know. It. I know. I didn't. I, yeah, what the fuck? How did neither of you watch Lamb? Randy, I'm looking at you. I went and saw Knocking instead, because I... <laughs> Don't know if that's going to be out much longer. And yeah. A24 and is probably going to be uh, out for a while. See, that's logic. All right, I'm not going to talk about Lamb later. I just wanted to early on put pressure on both of you. Watch it. We could talk about it next week. Well, I got to watch it. Some, I didn't watch it Thursday because I was very tired and I decided to watch that piece of garbage uh, Netflix thing about uh, the teens. Well, what's stopping you today? Uh, I'm negative $16. <laughs> <laughs> That's stopping me today. Okay, I stand corrected. <laughs> I stand alone. <laughs> Midnight Mass was seen by me and with Randy Michaelstadt, and we are trying uh, vehemently to get uh, one Russell John and Oksana Valeriana to uh, let's let's get it going. Midnight I've, Mass. I've been to Midnight Mass. I love Peaches Christ, the best drag queen we have in San Francisco. She used to do it all the time. She just hasn't been lately. I've fallen asleep during I'm... Midnight Mass at least twice, and not the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've been to one of those Midnight Masses before. You've been to Mass? Yeah. My mom, again, which I used to mention on the show a lot, my mom used to guilt me all the time for not bringing me to church enough. Yeah, but that's Catholic Church. Okay, I don't know what I'm talking about. I've been to a church at midnight before. So that's the thing. So yeah, uh, I was not raised Catholic. So um, honestly, Catholicism comes across as very silly to me. But I uh, I appreciate what they're going for here. But regardless, um, Midnight Mass is truly one of the best... Uh, one of the more engrossing stories I've seen recently. I just really had a uh, fun time with it. It was fun. It brought me in because it was interesting and weird. The first episode, it, it all takes place in this remote island town. Um, I don't know. Randy, would you? Uh, 
it was sort of nondescript in the area, but you kind of get a little bit of New England vibes, right? Oh, God. Yeah. I thought it was like a Northeastern thing. Yeah. You definitely get a nor- Northeastern vibe. Now, minus the accents, um, you just get more of a, a, a rural, small town vibe opposed to you know heavy accented areas. What was that hacky Leonardo movie that I'm thinking of now? The Beach. No, not the, not the beach. The one where they're on an island and it's like the beach. shutter, Sh- shutter, a shutter, shutter island. island. Yes, yeah. <laughs> on shutter island. Oh, come and let's stay together. together. Okay. You don't know the words. Not I not. know the words. On Epstein Island. All right, Binya, Binya. So we're on. Uh, they call it. It's Crockett Island, but they call it <laughs> the Crockpot. I like that. Yes. All right, I'm in. Now, the series opens up, uh, Russell Fisher, the, se- the season, the series, whoo-wee, happy Sunday. The series opens up with a murder where our lead character, Riley Flynn, mm. is drunk. Okay. And he kills a teenager in a VW bug. And then he is sentenced to jail for his crimes. Okay. And he goes to jail for four years for manslaughter, which seems not a lot of time Mm. for killing a person. But I think it was four to ten, and he was out on good behavior. Yeah. So then he goes back to his tiny little island town with his simple parents, and his mom is very warm and welcoming. She welcomes him back in, and Daddy is mad. Daddy doesn't want to talk to him. So there's fractured relationship there. Also, there's unrequited love situation. And we start to meet the rest of the, the misfits on this island. And I just, growing up in a small town, I relate to all the small town politics. And this, is, this plays a huge part in it. But everything starts to get a little weird when the, um, the pastor of the church... Um, does not return from his visit to the Holy Land. Now, can, and they, can, and let me jump in here. You're talking about small town, yeah. like culture. That's very Stephen King, mm-hmm. and I know Mike Flanagan loves Stephen King. Does this have anything to do with King? I can't answer that because Stephen King means very little to me. Okay, and I, you know, there are people just out there that and love yes, I hear people shit. gasping on the other side. Yeah, of the radio. a lot of Easter eggs and shit. And another Stephen King thing is like old history. Like, yeah. do we get a lot of that? Like, the land is... You get a little bit of that, yeah. All right, those are the things I like about him, so I'm yeah. trying to... I'm a fucking Squid Game, man. I don't know if I can do two shows like that in October. But you're selling me on it. I've seen... I have saw the first five minutes of Squid Game. What's the pacing like of this show? It picks up. Oh, okay, so it starts a little slow. It doesn't start slow. It starts... With a murder. It starts kind of... um. Light. Okay. <laughs> then it gets really heavy. Then it gets midnight. There, the reason why I love this series, the, the first couple episodes, there is a copious amount of Neil Diamond in the soundtrack. <laughs> I thought you were going to say nudity. <laughs> no. Zero nudity. Okay. Not, not a tit or a dick in this whole thing. All right. A little disappointing in that regard. Um, but, uh, well. You're at Small there? Town. That's where I cut you off. I'm sorry. A lot of Neil Diamond okay. in the, in the uh, soundtrack. So that pulled me in. You know, they're playing Su- Suleiman, Sule, Sule, Suleiman. It's a good song. 
Not a fan. You don't mess with Neil Diamond, dude? Nah, he's a diamond in the rough in my book. No, he's... That means it's good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there, the priest leaves. He doesn't return, but a very young priest comes back. And the priest says, hey, um, the... I don't know. Young Priest, I instantly go, there will be blood. Or what was that um, In the Pines type movie that we liked? Uh, the Devil and... What was Devil that all the time. Devil all the time. Devil all the time. Dude, the Devil Young Priest the being like a little like Damien shit, I'm kind of yeah. like over it. Are we doing that I here? say Young Priest. Let's call him 40. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. like 22. No. Okay. No. Let's call him 40. I'm back in. Um, Hamish Linklater uh, plays that guy. Who's, Excuse me. <laughs> I love that guy. He's I, he's great. Hamish. Hamish. Okay. Yeah. And is he Amish? He can't be Amish and Christian. What? Just Hamish? No. It sounds like Amish. Okay, but it, <laughs> my name is Clark. Am I a shark? <laughs> the fuck is that logic? I mean, also Amish. Uh, shout out to the new paranormal movie. Paranormal activity will be Amish. It will it really? Yeah. I'm in. Also, I'll tell you. One How are they the, going to do that with one, no cameras? One of the close uh, friends of the show that we've had on before, that was his idea too, scrapped it because of the movie. Oh. Yeah. Can't talk about it. All right. We'll talk about it all So Nobody tell. Nobody Don't forget. Tell anybody. <laughs> Write that down. Anyway. Hamish. So um, when the, the new priest comes into town, and people are a little, little wary of the new priest, and um, in the village, there is a uh, a little girl, uh, 16, 17, somewhere in there, and she was paralyzed because a stray bullet hit her spinal cord, oh, and she was shot by the town drunk. Um, and uh, they go to church, and the new priest was, uh, they were doing, uh, you know, taking the sacrament and whatnot, and uh, he's got up his little cracker wafer. And he's telling the girl in the wheelchair, he's like the body of Christ, but he's pulling, he's waiting for her to walk. Oh. And she gets up and walks and takes the cracker and miracles start to happen. Yeah, that can't be good. Oh, it's not good. (laughs) Oh, Russell, it's not good at all. All right. How long? We're looking at seven hours, dude. um, Oksana, heads up. There are... Many. You cannot keep count of the wieners of the amount of dead cats. Oh, that's supposed to sell me on it. I'm no, I'm no, I'm I'm warning you. I'm warning you. <laughs> Sold me on it. There, there <laughs> me too. There's there is a beach full of dead cats. You're gonna get the cat lady community against this show. Yeah, pair that with our two cents horror story this week. <laughs> um, there, true. there may or may not be an angel who shows up who from Buffy. Um. May or may not look like a demon. Uh, this show is great, man. Um, I really, really loved it. Um, it moved me to tears. The penultimate episode was one of the bigger um, gasping moments I've had in a oh. while. And if it were not for you know the binge culture which we currently occupy, that'd be a hell of a uh, a cliffhanger there. And um, the last episode, just I mean. Bleak, bleak, uh, but beautiful. Um, yep. depending on um how you how you view it. So you know we were watching great, 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 loved it, loved it. We're watching Squid Game, and I I have to uh, commiserate with you there. We finished an episode, and it had a great cliffhanger. 
And I remember it like I lived in this one moment for so long. And I'm like, wow, can I overcome my own emotion and uh, clearly the bad decision to continue right now? And can I like live here and like kind of just like think about it and mull it over? And then, you know, it's almost like a dream that happened in less than a second. And I turned to Oksana. I'm like, all right, you want to keep going, right? It's like, man, the fucking binge culture shit ruins these shows. Yeah. I hate it. Also, you know how I'm complaining that it's seven hours, right? Like a movie. Yeah. It's not though. If it was coming out every week, kind of like Mandalorian did, I can do that. I can take little bites out of it. Yeah. Then we could talk about it and like kind of live with it. Except you watched it in a week. But see, that's the thing is that if you've got discipline, yeah, you can do that. Who in this room has that? I don't. <laughs> Maybe Oksana. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Again, uh-huh. <laughs> at Russian disposition. <laughs> I I can't do that. It killed the water cooler, man. You can't go to the water cooler and be like, dude, yeah. you check out Squid Game. I would rewatch Midnight Mass. All right, let's rewatch it. All right. Weekly. Oof, I could do it now. It's fine. All right. All right. I still probably wouldn't do it. Um I don't know if I'm sold. I mean, you and Robbie, I uh respect you both. Love you both. Uh Robbie in both cases a little bit more. Robbie Robbie's but- digging it. Yeah, he. Oh my God! When we yeah. talked to him on the show, he was like, "You got to watch it." He also mentioned, "Oh uh, yeah," because I had no. I, yeah, I, I know. I was not into the previous uh, two series by Mike Flanagan. I think he also mentioned that, like you know, in Hush, there's a poster for Midnight Mass, and somebody's reading a book in Gerald's game yeah. called Midnight Mass. Uh-huh. Like it's kind of been like, I don't know. I guess it's his uh, dream thing. I don't know. We don't do research on oh, the show. Right. Why am I talking about that? You know what we got? We got hot fucking takes. We got Randy over here talking shit on everything. Given three hey, inches to great movies. If it'll sell you any more, I'm probably like a 4.25 on this show. What? <laughs> it's close to four and a half. Why isn't it just a four and a half then? It's, it's getting there. <laughs> it wasn't at first, but then I kept thinking about it. Like after the, after I finished the series. I don't know. It, it's, <laughs> it stayed in my brain for a while. No, it's great. He's like, I got some blue chew, and it's starting to kick in, so we're getting to four and a half inches. I'll tell you that, Russ, I'm siding with you. Uh, Randy, I think, can, what can we do to encourage you to switch over <laughs> to a four-star system? Two inches. Oh, I'm, I'm a four-star. Nothing. Unlike you, I don't give in to terrorism. <laughs> God, how do we... Dude, look, at the, look at the help we have on this show. They're mean to us I constantly. Oksana, God, our support and- <laughs> group. Or is a pit of vipers. All right. Well, you know what? Let's stop fucking around. It's Halloween. We love found footage movies. You know we're going to talk about it. Uh, it's VHS 94. Yeah. I've been dying to see this fucking movie. Yeah. We were shooting Blu-ray Tuesday again. That's on YouTube. Check it out. Terrell dressed up like Freddy Krueger. It was. We were having a great time. Uh, then immediately after, he's like, I got to leave. I'm so tired. And then... Jasadi was also very tired, but he's like, let's watch a movie. And that's code for I'm going to pass out the minute this movie comes on. Looked at Oksana. She's like, let's watch a movie. That's code for I'm going to pass out the minute this movie. So then we get a text from Terrell. Did you know VHS 94 is out today? I went, uh, don't answer him. Put that phone down. Let's watch it right now. They fell asleep. They took a they took a good hour and ninety minute nap. I saw most of it. Hour and ninety <laughs> minutes. <laughs> no, you know they actually. I felt bad because they were doing the thing that you do in a theater when you don't want to go to sleep. Jerking you're, off, you're fighting him. <laughs> when the movie's like a four point two five, and you're just it's up there, so you got to beat it down a little bit. No, when you're like you're coming in and out and. 
you're not retaining any story, but you feel like you're winning. You're like, no, I'm not asleep. They were both doing that. I, however, was fucking, I was, I buckled up. I was ready to go. Uh, what we had, uh, wait, I actually have notes on this. Jennifer reader. What time did y'all start this? Holy shit. 1030. I think it was like 1030, right? Mm -hmm. Dude, I started this a little late. I started this at nine o'clock. That's very late for you. Well, I had just wrapped up midnight mass and I'm like, let's double up, baby. Oh shit. Damn. Yeah, I was rolling. And you you did it all in one take? You did one take. I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. You're a you're a midnight maniac. That's right. I'm Shout mid- out to I'm Jesse a Hawthorne. I'm the mid- I'm a midnight mass hole, baby. Oh damn! <laughs> I don't like that. Um. Anyway, so VHS ninety four. We have a wraparound by Jennifer Reeder. Uh, we got um Storm Drain a segment by Chloe Akono. Jennifer Reeder from uh, Knives and Skin. Knives and Skin, which was great. Uh, love Knives and Skin. Chloe, who doesn't have a feature film, but she worked on a short called Slut. Uh, Oksana, I hope you were. She directed a short console. Yeah, she directed it. Uh, we got to tweet that one out. Which, so add that to the ongoing Which list. we saw right before this very record and uh, is great. Send that to Randy. I was like half in on it. I loved and, it. And then I was full in. I loved it. it. You know, honestly, it's like a 4.25 for it's me. It's kind of awesome poster, too. You know what I'll tell you right now? I think it's a three and a half to a four for Randy. All right. Well, how do you want to do, do this one? <laughs> I don't want to do beat by beat. I don't okay. want to spoil anything, but I would like to cover. All of the... Uh, okay, well, I've been trying to talk to you about this when you're like, save for the show, save for the show. For the show. Yeah, I got a lot of thoughts. I got a lot of thoughts All on right, the uh, well, wraparound. So here, let's do it this way. If you uh, look up online uh, and you're trying to get a feel, like, what are people thinking? Uh, again, this breaks down like any pretty much horror movie where, and especially found footage, where you look at any outlet that's like a company or a corporation, they're all like, the found footage gimmick is back and it fucking sucks. This is a waste of time. Time to eject the film. You know, like it's thank you for nothing. Yeah. You're all waste. Then you look at like um, regular people and I think they're kind of digging it. It's, I don't I have I don't know anybody that's like in love. Like this is my new favorite VHS. I have not heard that one time. But do you know what is tomatoing it? Uh, yes. Forty eight. Ninety five percent certified fresh. Really? Yeah. Wow, what the fuck? I mean, dude, I went on, I was reading like outlets who were like kind of trashing it. I don't know, maybe everybody's kind of like, eh, it's okay. What were those outlets though? Um, God, the only one I can think of off the top of my head was IGN. I read, uh, I can't, it, I must have gone on the, um, who are the two dead critics that people love, unless you're horror fans? Roger Ebert. Yeah, I think they, whoever covered it there. Again, I don't even believe these people watch. Anyway. They reduced this movie to a gimmick, which Dude, is found footage. You are right about the reviews. They're terrible. Because, uh, hit the rewind button. Oh, dude, it's... Such a bad take. Man. Hey, remember the Blair Witch? Well, we're doing it again. It's like, oh, fuck you, dude. Like, anyway, uh, we have a uh, found footage film fest, so we are clearly the best uh, people to cover a film like this. And on top of that, me and Clark are big anthology fans. Love an anthology. Now, what's the most important thing about an anthology? The wraparound. The wraparound. The it's the glue. Wraparound. It's the binding to the book. Uh, I didn't like it. You didn't like the wraparound. Jennifer Reader, I love you. God, come on the show. You know, we had her booked. We were talking to her publicist a while ago, and we, we fumbled the ball. It's on us. Uh, we, me and Clark were much lazier back then. Now, I'm looking back on it. I'm like, fuck, we should have just made that one happen. Yeah. But, uh. The wraparound, dude, I didn't... Here's my problems. I have some big problems with the film. 
uh, I think they nail the aesthetic of like a 90s handheld shot on video movie. I don't like the tone. I feel like the whole movie overall is kind of goofy. Like everything's kind of like tongue in cheek. Um, with Jennifer Reeder, the thing I didn't like about her wraparound is uh, we follow a SWAT team. We're kind of like a field reporter. And we're moving through a building that is fucking incredible. Set design. Everything yeah. is incredibly interesting. When we open the movie, like from the get go, I think they break format. Like, I think it opens with like a weird cross edited format break. Yeah. And then we, we get in the back of a, a truck and then we're in like the we're, we're on point. The problem I have is that the way that they usher in the shorts here is while we're following around a SWAT team, we'll pass like a TV and it'll be staticky. And then we kind of zoom in on it, which one is like, why is the reporter doing that or whoever's filming? But then that's what leads into the, the short. And I'm like, man, I, it was making me miss like um, VHS2, where we have like a PI who breaks into a house and he's watching it. Like, I like that um, feeling of the narrator's watching this with us right now. And when we come back, they'll, they'll comment on it, right? We, we got none of that here. We're just kind of like moving through, finding dead bodies, reacting to it. Oh, hey, there's a projector on the wall. New short. I, I don't know. What'd you think? It took me a little while to get used to that. I was like, th it seemed a little clunky at the beginning. Um, also, Lil Clunky is my uh, rap name. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I just, yeah, because they popped the VHS tape in, and now we start with the first segment, you know, um, which I think we can all agree was possibly our favorite and the strongest that we thought. Two? You're talking uh, about VHS 2? Oh, you're talking about the first short in yes. VHS 94. Correct. Um, yeah, the one from uh, Chloe, Storm yeah. Drain. Yeah, Storm Drain's great. Uh, loved it. Again, interesting premise. It's a uh, reporter going down to a storm drain yeah. to report on the current situation. And you don't really need to know more than that. There is a urban legend of the Rat Man. Who, uh, the Rat Man's great. Who, uh, you know, we're hoping will make an appearance. But here, here's what I want from found footage. Um. Oh, another critique for the whole film. Everything was pretty scripted. It felt scripted like in a heavy-handed way. And um, right now, one of the four books I'm reading is a transcript of a documentary about Ghostwatch. Go ahead, let that sink in for a little bit. Yikes. They talk about how you have to unlearn filmmaking. Like, I mean, um, Leslie Manning is a hell of a director. And she's talking about how you need a script because you need to know, have your actors know what they're doing, but they need to learn it and then forget it. And this is the only way you can capture live TV. Um, they don't do that here. But again, I'm not very nitpicky because one of the things we like to complain about is how fucking horror movies can never get a news anchor right. Yeah. They never get the tone or the personality. Yeah. They do here. Yeah. And uh, honestly, it was good enough for me. Yeah. And you know me, I love I love a local news broadcast. Yeah. And they nail that. The aesthetic was great because it opens up like them doing a news story on the news. Yep. They nail it. They killed it. And then they go and they do a remote and they're trying to find the rat man. We will save that. And then also easily the best visual gag oh, that yeah. happens at okay. the end of this, now, which was incredible. Now the visuals here are what a lot of okay. I know what you're talking about. The last visual yes. gag is uh, incredible. It harks back to They Live for me. 100%. Yeah. And um, the thing is, the location, 
in that first short is so fucking cool. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, are they really in a storm drain right now? Yeah. Did they put that graffiti there? It was making me think of uh, the fear footage. Also, I've heard that you said that there is some critique about the creatures. Uh, people do not love it. Why? Uh, it, let's say the Ratman does show up. I honestly think it's very polarizing. I thought it was great. Um, you know, I could nitpick in like the the found footage kind of like dogma style where it's like the camera language throughout this whole movie is kind of weak in the found footage respect. Like I think all the filmmakers they got on board here are just they're fucking professional and they know how to make like a good looking movie. And that's another issue. The 94 angle it feels like there's just like eight filters on all of the footage in this film. Yeah. Yet they all look fucking great. Like the clarity is still there and the aspect ratio. We're in a 16, nine here. We're not doing the like boxed mode, like shot on video. Yeah. Which, you know, honestly, if you buy into that ARG argument I made before where uh, you don't have to trick the audience that it's real. If there's an agreement, I thought it was fucking cool. Yeah. I'm like, throw a filter on, make it widescreen. It looks good on the TV. The camera language, though, I'm kind of like, y'all aren't acting like this is really happening, which is such a nitpicky, lame fucking thing to say. Uh, But I loved it. We liked it so much that we looked up Chloe Short, which, again, we'll throw that on Twitter. We're big fans. Uh, Segway into, um, you covered a Mike Flanagan show. Now, a lot of reviews. Again, I never read reviews, but when it comes to found footage, you know. We're professionals. We put on a found footage show. So I want to know what people are thinking. A lot of people are saying Simon Barrett uh, basically took an episode of uh, The Haunting of Hill House and made it his short, which is The Empty Wake. Did you get that at all? Well, I didn't finish Hill House. Okay, there's an episode. You should jump into that. It reminds me of the Refn show where you're like, there's one episode I'll watch. There's one uh, because, of course, you grew up. By the, the way, f- I rewatched that one Revan episode. Not as good as I thought. Not it as, was. Well, it, well, when you put the bar up that high, it's hard to clear it every time. Yeah. This one, um, you grew up in a damn mortuary. Yeah. The whole episode takes place in one room, and it's at a wake. Yeah. And the fam- it's family turmoil. Uh, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. It's great. Uh, if you like the empty wake, the Simon Barrett one, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like a found footage version of that. You I liked this one? Um, I don't know. I I the, feel bad whenever I come to a film and I'm like, I know what's going to happen. Because I actively try not to do that. Like, who's that for? Like, if you're watching a Shyamalan movie and you start the movie going, what's the twist? Like, are you even fucking watching the film? This is the lower half for me. Oh, you, um, okay. You did not like Simon Barrett's. Well, that's strong. Um, now, the the <laughs> third one. The uh, penultimate. Okay. Uh, Timo from uh, VHS 2. Yes. Yeah. Um, that one. That was uh, called The Subject. His, his are just far too long, man. Mm. And that one just goes on and on and opens up with single-handedly the worst CG that we have experienced. I don't. Is it CG? It looks animated. It looks stupid. We're talking about the fire, right? And the human tarantula. Here, okay. Now we kind of yada yada. It's like yada. A Toy Story. Hold on. So the Empty Wake. Um. Uh. You know what? Let me pull this up. I did. I. I figured we might not have much to say about it. It's kind of one note. Yeah. I love the ending. Do you remember the the ending ending? I don't yeah. know. There's like a visual gag that happens in there that I thought was really good. Um, Oksana, can you pull up uh, Adrian Tofe's review? 
a VHS 94. Uh, we'll come back to that because Adrian, uh, director of Be My Cat, he had some thoughts to share about 94 that okay. I thought were interesting. But yeah, Timo, the subject, the one I didn't like about that one, it's subtitles. very strange for Adrian to have opinions. <laughs> that, Continue. Now, oh, you, got, you don't want to read it? Here, I'll do it. Okay, here. Uh, we, got, we got Adrian. Dick. <laughs> so Adrian, uh, he says, uh, I'm going to skip ahead to just the Simon Barrett part. My guess is that Simon Barrett's funeral home segment was inspired from Mike Flanagan's famous episode six in The Haunting of Hill House. So many similarities in tone, settings, and atmosphere and plot. The segment works almost as a found footage reinterpretation of that episode. A very good one for sure. Now, much like Randy, what do you think he gave this movie overall? Two. Two and a half. Uh, The rest of his review... um, Better and more meaningful and socially relevant than the crappy trailer they made, but so unequal, with segments ranging from great to bad in this exact order. So I guess he uh, had a similar take that we did. (laughs) The first three ones vary from great to good. I'd rate them between seven and six. The fourth one is interesting in scope, but a failed attempt. I'd rate it four. And the wrapping segment conclusion is total crap. I'd rate it two and almost ruins the entire film, which is still the best VHS in the series. Mm. That's That's some hard words there, Adrian. Yeah. Uh, even better than the first one, I'd say. A lot of footage really looks like it's from the 90s. Thank you for pulling that up. Yeah, okay, so the thing I didn't like about Timo, um, one subtitles, it was getting late at that point. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, now you're making me work? This is the third, like, short. Okay. I'm like, I'm here. Uh, he's everybody's favorite segment, probably in the whole franchise. That... Oh, yeah, the demon From VHS 2, yeah. yeah. And uh, well, because that was like forty-seven minutes long. Here's the thing: uh, this one really just felt like Frankenstein's army to me. Yeah, I was like, oh, it doesn't like everything I was reading. People are like, the only original one is Timo, and like Timo. Am I saying his name right? <laughs> I think it's Timo. There's also uh, way too much muzzle flare. The muzzle flare does look like it was from a phone app, but. Oh, it looks terrible. Yeah, it looks it looks like a corridor crew would rip him for yeah. that. Yeah, uh, we're millennials. We can give a shout out to corridor crew. <laughs> oh, um, by the way, corridor crew is uh, they're they're not staying in their lane, dude. I saw they're yeah they're getting into like yeah they're yeah. like oh your camera on your iPhone's not as cool as you think it is, and then you know it's like I, neither are you guys. <laughs> and in my head, I'm I'm. That narrative is happening. I'm thinking those thoughts. And then you look at how many people watch it, and you're like, Does, I don't care, dude. We got to start critiquing uh, iPhone cameras, dude. We do our own thing. Um, All right, so we had some, some brief technical difficulties, but we are back. Um, yeah, Web so Helper we, got me. Yeah. Thank you for all the support from our audience, but you didn't get to me in time. <laughs> it consumed my computer. Blood started coming out of it. I saw a 13-year-old girl. She looked like she was from the Victorian era. Her name was Mary. She was covered in blood. Now she's dead. So the last thing we need to talk about uh, with uh, prowls. So what do you think about uh, our? Uh, I'd say I'm on the prowls. Former guest Ryan Prowls. I'd say uh, you know he he likes to dip his toe into the pool of racism. He likes to get that edgy subject matter. Yeah, he likes to delve in the dark. Little little little, little controversy here and there. Um, I'll tell you, uh, one of my early critiques of this movie was the uh, tone. 
I, di- I didn't want it to be jokey. I didn't want it. It kind of felt like WNUF to me where it's like, hey, we're doing a retro thing. Get yeah. it. Doop, doop, doop. Except WNUF, you know, I got on board for it. I, I really like it at the end of the day. It's a comedy. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Prowse, I think he's the only one whose tone I appreciated. I'm like, okay, it is funny. And for being a like, again, if if somebody's going to dive into uh, racism, I'm with Ryan. He did kind of a more, I have a little bit of a problem with the contemporary feeling alt-right militia group, which is like, you know, the fear of uh, Democrats everywhere right now. In 94, and they're kind of like talking shit on Clinton. I'm like, I don't really buy that. But I, I do. You do? Okay. I Again, I realize that I come, um, I'm very contrarian, and I'm in the Bay Area. So I end up fighting for a bunch of people that I don't actually know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I end up defending the R's. Honestly, I've realized I am a hardcore centrist. I just fucking hate both sides. And I'm like, you know, even the libertarian stuff, I'm like, we got to reel everything back in. So I'm like, I, I've got fervor for the center, baby. I'm a bullseye boy. That's what I got. Oh, the Bullseye Boys. I like that. You know what? You all want to join my uh, militia group or the Bullseye Boys? It's a double entendre. Um, I but, thought that this was uh, one of the more... You didn't like it. Um, better acted. Oh, okay. I do too. I, I really like the performances in this. I liked our central guy with uh, those little possum eyes. I like the location. Great. The location was wonderful. I like how it all came together like their secret weapon. Dude, I... <laughs> <laughs> the premise here dude i thought it was great i really liked it like okay uh without spoiling it we do they so the idea is that this alt-right militia group has a um i also hate the term alt-right that's more like propaganda and shit this militia group is gonna take down a government building which is like one of the lame things that uh uh like-minded radical libertarians always talk about like let's take out the i don't know the the mail building we'll stop the postal service yeah whatever and uh, they have a secret weapon. Uh, we get encrypted territory here. Yeah. The thing I want to mention is when you're dealing with like monsters or like cryptids and there's everybody already knows the deal about Chupacabra. Don't waste our time with that exposition. And they do a good job of kind of taking a cultural osmosis and just putting it in the story. We don't waste any exposition time and we just we know what's going on. And it's funny. I actually I thought it was clever. And I had no idea where the fuck we were going. I really liked it. I wish it was a little bit bigger, that story. I I wish they had done a little bit more. Yeah, because that that closes out the thing. It closes out the thing, and I felt like there was a lot of opportunity here. Like, we could have, like, been with this group a little bit longer and maybe saw out what they were going to do, or... I don't know. I I wanted more, which is, you know, not a terrible critique. Yeah. Um, Again... We, we end up with uh, Jennifer Reeder, who comes to a climax in her thing. But I, honestly, at the end of the day, it didn't feel like a wraparound to me. Like, I, I, I want to be in VHS 2, where uh, we're there with our host, and he's reacting to everything we've watched. And then, you know, you come back and they're dead or they're gone, which we've seen a million times. But either way, I'm like, alienate me. Make me feel alone. So here's, here's, here's my very, very frail defense of the Raider wraparound. If again, my only um great exposure to okay. Raider is her is the one feature film. Which is great. Knives and Skin, which we love. Which is not which we also had talked about. Um also yeah. Uh, yeah. Strongly not found no, footage. No, not at all. Um musical. Yeah. Not found footage. 
But again, the way that she writes is very deliberate. And she knows exactly what she's doing, and she's playing with um, language in a certain way. Uh, as you know, Knives and Skin is very um, melodramatic, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And the way that she writes certainly mirrors you know, the tone that is being set. And I think that that same thing is sort of happening here. It's just not as easily translatable. And especially at the end of this, where we just get that just beat you over the fucking head exposition yeah about like this is what we do yeah, yeah. we're evil mm, look at our videotapes <laughs> like at that point i just thought it was silly and yeah. i just bought into it okay I, that, I, yeah. that is my that is my defense of it i think that it's it's still in line of what she's given us it's just in a very very different format that we just haven't seen and it comes across as um disjointed but i think it's what she does and i like what she does um i completely agree and i think this movie i i think vhs 94 is better than it should be mm -hmm. because i think we have a group of directors here who probably weren't fucking juiced to make a found footage i film. enjoyed the hell out of this and uh to mention i mean i'm just glad that vhs viral did not end the series now to back my own argument uh ryan prowse we we did have him on the show he was a guest of uh can you look that up so i could plug it, it a while ago. um but i remember i pitched it to him like hey man you got to make a found footage film i don't know if it was on air you'll have to go back and check it out but i remember him being kind of like eh, okay whatever yeah like kind of like why not but i'm not but no you know and it's like and i watch it i'm like all these people are great filmmakers now there is one person in there who is not like a studio filmmaker guy, which is Simon Barrett, who I actually consider one of the best found footage filmmakers. Like, period. I think he's so good and hasn't gotten enough love for it that he's kind of bitter. Yeah. So yeah. I felt, honestly, I thought his was the worst. The Empty Wake one. I... All right, let's rank them. <sighs> you know what? I wasn't counting readers. All right, I'll rank it first. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Storm Drain, number you're, one. You're going, you're going most... Your favorite to least favorite. Your favorite to least. Okay. Uh, Storm Drain, number one. Uh, Terror, which was Ryan Prowse, number two. Uh, oh, shit. The Subject, number three. Uh, the Empty Wake, number four. And then the, the least one I liked was Holy Hell, which was Jennifer Readers. Storm Drain. Yeah, number one easy. Terror. Okay. Oh, what are we doing? Wrap around. Okay, reader. Holy hell. Barrett. And then the subject. And yeah. the subject. Okay, I, I get that too. Oksana, you got one? You guys are skipping the veggie masher. Which we did. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, thank you. I was going to bring that up, but thank you. Uh, Kostansky, Steven's Katan. Oh boy. Can't Stansky. <laughs> Steven Can't Stansky uh, from Seinfeld. Uh, <laughs> from Psycho Gorman yeah. and. Leprechaun Returns. Leprechaun. Fucking good movie. Manborg. Manborg. Father's Day. <laughs> okay. Oh, I didn't know you came loaded. And The Overlook Hour. Okay. Two-time guest. Two-time. Has a segment uh, within... I mean, technically, is it still within Storm Dream? Yeah, I, I guess so. so yeah. yeah. He has a commercial. The Veggie Masher. <laughs> Steven, I'm sorry. Uh, when I didn't know it was you, but, you know, when I found out, it, man, did it make sense? What is Stephen Owner? Why are you talking directly <laughs> to Stephen? <Owner? laughs> 
I'm sorry. That was uh, to my earpiece. I have him on the phone. Yeah. Uh, Sana, what's your uh, rating? I don't know. I have to I have to rewatch the last one again. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, she took a little <laughs> nap. Sleepy Magoo over I there. liked all the creature design in this. I don't know. I haven't he- seen anyone complain well, about it. Well, I mean, it. all of it that you've seen. Ratma's sick. And if y'all don't think Ratma's cool, then you can go fuck yourself. Even the one in Empty Wake. I like that. Oh, it looked great. It did look cool. The, the problem with Empty Wake was the execution is there. And he knows he knows the Dogma ninety five rules of yeah, found the, footage. It's just the idea. Subject is my least favorite. I'm like, okay, well, it's gonna be alive. Look, I mean, I there was no build to it. What did the subject give us that was? It was uh, I didn't like well, it at all. So the idea of a midnight wake and it nobody shows up that's kind of creepy. But I felt like the actual format, the way it was filmed, it kind of. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the subject. Oh, the oh, I'm sorry. yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the subject of the empty way. No, no, no. Well, hold on. I liked what I was saying there. Yeah. You know, uh, the the way it was filmed, I felt like it robbed the emotion of our lead character there, and it actually kind of alienates her, which made me kind of sitting there watching it go, "Okay, what are we doing?" No, I think upon second viewing, I would like it. It's just, it's coming off it, the <laughs> the problem that. His segment had the problem that uh, was it when I wake uh, the empty wake the empty wake the the biggest mountain it had to climb was that it was coming off storm drain that's true and storm drain go storm drain is such a strong opener yeah yeah like honestly I would I would I would play with the oh you tweak it I tweak it now the rules tweak it. the rules of an anthology are you introduce the wraparound you get everybody interested. Then you cut and you're like, oh, I forgot it was an anthology or maybe you didn't know. And then you open with a banger. It's got to be great. Then you put the dud after it. I actually thought they did. I mean, you're kind of making that argument now. I would flop it. No, no, because you open strong. You get people hooked. You're like, oh, that was fucking great. Then you come into a dud and you're like, okay, well, I got two more shots. (laughs) And they had that first one. So they'll get back there. And then you come into a weird one. You know, uh, Again, uh, subtitled, foreign. You got... CG, I mean, animated fire. I would put that too. And then you end strong. You know, actually, now that I'm talking about it, they did exactly that. Good job. Mm. Who, who set up this anthology? I'd Good job. It. I'd flop it. We just needed a new wraparound. Also, Ryan Prowse was on here, uh, episode 116, almost exactly two years ago. Well, ne- next month it'll be two years ago. Three years ago, sorry. Okay. Do you remember if we talked about him making a found footage movie in there? No, but we talked about Bright, and how he said Bright was fucking terrible, and you were like, I love Bright, and he, and he was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> yeah, I remember really liking him, and I also remember talking about D&D. Yeah. <laughs> he would know what a man catcher was. Actually, you know what? Fuck this movie. We need to get the Gerber syndrome out. Because another complaint I had, it felt like they had a producer on this film that was like, make it topical. Let's get some like edgy politics stuff in here. Always. Because even in the Jennifer Reader one, it's like, oh, I had a bad bust. I got to make up for it. I'm going to break some skulls and fuck some holes. And you're like, dude. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, I, you know, (laughs) uh, 2.25. All right. Randy, go watch VHS. All right. I'm in it for Storm Drain. I've heard Storm Drain is good from other people, including. Also, you guys. Send him, that sentence send him, was poorly worded. <laughs> send him slut, too. I think he'd like slut. <laughs> He's got enough of those. Randy, we're going to send you a slut. Uh, uh, before he moved to Atlanta, dude. Yeah, dude. All right, Randy, take us home. Uh, 
Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I got nothing this week. I, uh, I got thrown off after the, um, the web, web helper, um, blew up Russell's computer, but All right, I'll take we'll see it. you next week. No, no, don't end it. Cause we need to do something that we never do on here, which is uh-huh. plug the social media. You know what? We don't pay for advertisement. Bitch, you told me to stop doing it. So I stopped need, doing it. We need, no, no, I'm talking to the fans directly. If you made it this far, you're a true one. This is the end of the episode. We're probably four hours in at this point. If you're still listening to this, go on Podbean, like the episode, comment on it, or do iTunes. Most of you play it there. I I can't even get into my iTunes. So please comment. I'll bug Clark to look at it. He can read them. You make a funny comment. Maybe we'll read on the air. But share. This is the only way people hear about this thing. And if we're going to get films like Gerber Syndrome out there, we need you. You're the army. And send us money because I have negative sixteen dollars. You know, I got. I will buy you a lamb ticket. Again, lamb. I got some thoughts on it. I don't know. Share the episode, and then we'll go. We'll talk about it. We'll ruin it for you. Clark will go beat by beat. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.